Hello, and welcome to the Bring It On podcast. I'm your host, Erin, photographer, obsessed runner, self-proclaimed crazy person with a gift for sharing advice, embarrassing life experiences, health, fitness, and a life's mission of busting you out of your excuse-driven mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? It is May 6th. I missed the whole May the 4th, you know, may the 4th be with you, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I did share a couple of Justin Timberlake memes with my 13-year-old, and he did just look at me like, what the fuck? But that's okay, because he's 13. And he did not get the ramen noodle one. He did after I pointed it out, though which he thought was kind of hilarious, but lame all the same. But that's okay because I'm old and he's 13 and he's cool and I'm not. Yes. It's so fine. It's so fine. It's so fine. It's Thursday. And gosh, you guys, my kids only have like a couple weeks left of school. And I don't remember if I said this the other day, but I'm probably going to eat my words right now, later on, probably mid-July. But I'm kind of ready for them to be um, done with school for the year. I'm over it. Over it. Jeez Louise. It feels like it has been like the longest year ever, but gone by so ridiculously fast. That's kind of an oxymoron. I don't really even know how that's even possible, but that's a conflict I'm feeling right now. So I guess that's that. So today, um, we've been having a lot, okay, I've been having a lot of discussion and things coming up uh, in my world about mm, healthy, being healthy, what it takes to be healthy, what it is to be healthy, Um, and also at the same time being just as inundated with body positivity and accepting yourself for who you are and, you know, not aspiring to some ridiculous standard of beauty or health or what have you, right? And I know I am not the only one that is like bombarded with this shit, okay? So here about five, six weeks ago, I decided to test out keto, right? So I did. And for five solid weeks, I ate keto and I liked it. Um, I liked being able to uh, not so much count calories, but here are some things, okay? Here's some things that I have noticed about my experience with this. And this is solely to me because that's the only way I can tell you about anything about it is this is what I experienced. Okay. So here's some things. Number one, um, I did not have some keto flu. So everybody that says you have this keto flu, um, I didn't experience it. And no, it is not because I was not hitting ketosis. Okay. Cause I bought a little blood test kit, right. Um, and tested my blood 
to see where I was at. And while I wasn't in like a super state of ketosis, I was still in um, the, like, I don't even remember what the stages are, but I did not have the keto flu. I don't know why. It didn't get the headaches. Um, I was, and it may be because I still was allowing myself to have a little bit of sugar. Not a ton. You guys, I'm not talking like eat a whole fucking candy bar or put all the coffee creamer in my coffee that has all the sugar in it because I don't I don't even use that stuff anymore. Because I'll tell you what, I was legit a coffee mate, French vanilla creamer addict. I didn't just love coffee. I love the fucking creamer. Let's be real. I did. And now um, if I try to use it, I can I can handle the powdered stuff, but if I use the liquid stuff, I feel like I'm drinking plastic. It's disgusting. So it wasn't a total complete shut out of sugar, but I was within my range of macros of carbs. That includes the sugar, okay? So what I experienced was um, it was a little bit more difficult initially to be hit, to hit my fat target. Okay. Um, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever fat has always been our enemy, right? Well, that's not correct. It's not accurate. You guys, um, none of it is our enemy. Carbs are not the enemy. If you want to see something that's the enemy, look at sugar. That's our enemy. Very seriously. Um, so I did not go through like a complete sugar detox and to do a sugar detox is uh, really difficult because sugar is like legitimately in everything we consume. It is scary. The amount of sugar that is in everything. And if you're not tracking, um, your intakes, then you really have no idea how much sugar you're taking in. And I would put a lot of money that it's a hell of a lot more than what you think it is by a long stretch. So the keto was, and I say was because I here a week, I guess it's been about a week ago. Um, my training has like, I'm on a big build right now heading into, I'm like, a little over five weeks away from my half Ironman in June. So my training schedule right now is peaking or like getting to the top. We're, we're like about three quarters of the way up Mount Everest right now. So meh, maybe two thirds, but I'm on a build. And so like my number of hours that I am putting in for training, riding, running, swimming, all of it has increased a lot. And I was, I had a couple of workouts that I really was just, I just did not have it. So I knew that this could be a possibility when I decided to go keto. And I had talked to a couple other people and they're like, yeah, it's probably best if you wait until after your half Ironman. And, you know, um, I'm like, meh, screw it. I'm going to try it anyways. We'll see what happens. Right. So, cause I'm impatient. I wanted to try it out. So I did. And it just, it takes a long time for your body to adjust to that type of, I mean, to completely change your diet and put it uh, a totally different route. You go in from a carb burner 
to a fat burner, that's a huge adjustment and it takes you a long time to get your body to be able to stay in that adjustment and perform at the rate that you're used to it performing at. I demand a lot out of my body physically. I'm going to be doing half Ironman here soon. So it, it's a lot. And the training is a lot. And I knew that at some point it would be a possibility that I would be like tanking workouts. And that's what happened. I wasn't like thinking and waiting for it to happen. I just pay attention, have paid attention enough to know what's going on. You know, I've been training for this for what, a year and a half now? And I pay attention to what my body says to you. You know, you're supposed to listen to your body. I really sucked at that at first. And I've had a few injuries because of it, because I am all about the push. I don't want to rein in and slow down and ease off and recover. I can just muscle through it because I can grit it out. Um, <laughs> for the most part, you can. There are certain times where there is such a thing as overtraining. I am aware of that now. And I learned all that the hard way, which is fine. So um, I haven't like thrown in the towel 100% on my nutrition as far as keto goes. I kind of had just have made some slight adjustments to allow for a little bit higher carb intake. And it has made a huge difference in my uh, endurance capabilities. I mean, like, seriously. So we are, we as in me, myself, and I are back to just keeping things in line with um, getting my protein intake. And that's always been a thing. Um, and it takes a little while to get dialed in there. You know, I don't, I mean, a lot of people think that keto is crazy and keto is unsustainable and you can't do it. Well, that's not right. It is sustainable. Okay. You can do it. And is it effective way? Is it, is it in an effective way to change your body? Yes. Can you lose weight by switching to it? Yes. Can you gain weight? by switching to it. Yeah. If you eat too much, <laughs> I did it. I lost like three pounds in about five weeks. Okay. Um, because I was just trying to figure out where my sweet spot was and just, you know, tweaking things. And I allowed myself more calorie, uh, higher calorie intake than what I was before. Just knowing that going into this build, I'm going to be burning a shitload more calories so trying to compensate for that. So for me, this is not just about losing weight. Okay. That's not what I'm doing. Um, do I have a few pounds around the middle that I'd like to just have it disappear? Yeah, I do. But am I going to sacrifice my ability to train properly and be able to perform my to my full potential because of a few pounds around my waistline? No. That's not my goal. I'm not here to, um, my, my goal isn't skinny. My goal is strong, fast, and kick your ass. That's what my goal is. And 
so it's not, I don't, I don't see it as a vanity thing. I see it as it's a performance thing. This is what I want to do. And this is what I need to do to do it. And if the changes that I make along the way help that vanity thing, then fine. I'm not unhealthy. I'm not obese. Okay. I'm not, I'm pretty freaking healthy. I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. And that's just the way it is. But I work out like a fucking maniac. So I should be. And I don't eat total garbage all the time. So that's not a huge deal for me, I guess. I mean, I have a sweet tooth. Like if, and what happens with that sugar is once you have a little bit, you are instantly craving more of it and 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 more of it. it. You're like a heroin addict. Oop. I'll call you back, mom. I called her earlier. It's only been three hours. It's fine. She was probably busy. (laughs) But the thing with sugar is it is extremely addictive. And it's in fucking everything we consume. And it's a lot. Unless you're reading labels, you don't even realize it. Like the amount of sugar that's in your salad dressing for criminy's sake of some of them is like astonishing. That's bad. And it's bad. <laughs> so like our whole health and fitness culture is a thing. Diet culture. And things get so twisted. So twisted. And we are so inundated with different ideas and different ideals and what people think you or me or the next person should be like. Like, you know, that whole chart thing, the the height, weight thingamabob? My ideal weight is 135 pounds. I currently am 160. At least I was at least last week. I don't know what I am today. But anyways, close enough. 135 pounds. I weighed 135 pounds when I moved back home in 2009. If you saw me when I moved back home in 2009 in that six month to a year period around that time, you would have thought somebody give that girl a fucking cheeseburger because I looked disgusting. I was so skinny. And I am not saying that somebody that is skinny is disgusting. Okay. I'm saying this about myself. I was, my eyes were sunk into my head. My cheeks were sucked in. I looked unhealthy because I was unhealthy. I had dropped like 30 or 40 pounds in a very short amount of time. I was under a stupid amount of stress. And that's what it was from. The stress induced weight loss was very effective. I mean, I was skinny. I'd never, I hadn't fit into a size four pair of jeans in since I was probably like in sixth freaking grade. 
And I could put on a pair of size four pair of jeans. And it, it was, I mean, I was sack of bones <laughs> and some skin. And my hair was short too. So that really accentuated that whole skeleton look of the face. But I was not healthy. Yeah, I, 135 pounds for me is not healthy. Maybe if I, I don't even know, maybe if nothing. But trying to fit into a cookie cutter chart is obviously not it for everybody. Nobody is the same. Each of us has our own individual fingerprint, right? Literally, we have our own individual fingerprint. We have our own DNA. We have our own everything. We are our own person. We are one person. There's only one of us. Thank God, praise Jesus, there is only one of me. I mean, I have a lot of people be like, oh, you look just like so-and-so. You look just like so-and-so. I'm like, yeah. Um, I'm a brunette. I have brown eyes. That's a lot of people. That's dominant. <laughs> Last time I checked, I do believe brown hair and brown eyes was dominant traits. So, but whatever. I'm average height, average build. Uh, yeah, I look like a lot of people. But each of us is different. And those differences goes, it bears some weight when you talk about, or when it comes to terms of health and fitness, okay? And if COVID has taught us anything, anything, putting aside all of the chatter and all of the shit, if you strip it down, bare bones, if COVID has taught us anything, it is that our general population is not healthy. It just, there are a lot of heavy things and bad health things that come with carrying around a bunch of extra weight. And I'm not saying that everybody has to look like a fitness model because you don't. I mean, we're not all going to look like bodybuilders. And let me tell you, I know how they eat and I know how they train and I know the extremes that they go to and that shit ain't healthy either. And I have some friends that are bodybuilders and I love the shit out of them and they're awesome people and I think what they do is cool. But that ain't for me. And it ain't for a lot of people. And um, the ones that I know themselves have said, you know, this really isn't the healthiest thing to do, but I love doing it. So you do it for a short period of time and then kind of go back to some semblance of normalcy. And overall, they're generally fit people anyways. So it's not, I don't know. But on the other side of that, I mean, look around. You guys, there's a McDonald's in every fucking street corner, I swear. That's a problem. It was like one of my biggest pet peeves when I drove truck was that I wanted to not eat McDonald's and Wendy's and fast food and garbage all the time. But could you find a subway where you get a semi into? Not hardly. That's been like, hmm, that's been a few years ago. It's gotten better, but it's still not the easiest thing to do. And 
it's no different than, you know, having your, getting your kid picked up from school and you go to practice and then you go to another practice or you have soccer on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you have softball on Tuesday, Thursday, and then you have tournaments all day on Saturday and you've got not just one kid, but you've got four kids and they're all going 10 different directions. So you just, you got to feed them something. So you whip through them the McDonald's drive-thru. Boom. Now tell me, how many times a week do you do that? Too many? Probably. And sometimes you just have to do what you got to do to survive. I get that. And most likely, those kids are running 5 million mile an hour and they're burning the shit off anyways. But what kind of habits are we teaching ourselves? It's not always about convenience. Because convenience is expensive on a lot of different levels. It has a high cost, right? Sure, McDonald's is cheap. I'm not talking about financial. But what are we doing to our bodies? What kind of what are we doing to our bodies when we put this shit in us? Because it's garbage, you guys. It like doesn't decay. Does that not make anybody else concerned other than me? And I'll tell you what, I freaking love McDonald's. I could eat a double cheeseburger because I like the dehydrated onions because they're good with fries. I love French fries. Love French fries. McDonald's, Wendy's, Culver's, all of it. Okay, except Burger King. Burger King is hard pass for me for many, 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 many years. I hate Burger King. And then I saw some smear campaign that they did with some kids about how um, beef produces such methane gas. And I, was, I fucking sealed the deal. And evidently, this is an old commercial and I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay, so that just solidifies that even more. Not that I was going to go there, but wow. Um, yeah. So on sustainability, okay. Sustainability is where we struggle the most. It's great. You get started into a program, right? Say you need, you realize that it's time. I'm going to start working out again. I'm going to start eating right, watching what I eat and doing all the things right. Drinking my water, you know, getting an extra walk in, doing all the things. And you're good for about two weeks. The third week starts to get a little shaky. Hell, when I step when I do challenges with inspired living, the third week gets me because we started something new and you're all amped up and you're ready to go. And then, you know, you get the first week done and you feel awesome and you go into the second week and you're starting to feel sore and these workers are kicking your ass and man, I'm fucking tired of eating grilled chicken and green beans every day. I really just want to sit down and drink a 12 pack of beer and eat a greasy burger with some fried onions on it. All the things. And then you do because it's just one day. And if you're anything like me, <laughs> this is so bad because that one day turns into, ah, fuck it, I'm done. Screw it, this is too hard. I can't do this. Why am I doing this? 
I love myself. I'm happy with the way I am. Why am I trying to be somebody that I'm not? Why am I trying to get to a certain thing that somebody else says that I need to do? Well, that's when you really have to stop and think about why you started it in the first place. Why did you start doing it in the first place? Was it because you had um, something happen? You're starting to really feel like shit all the time. You get up every morning and you're tired and every inch of your body aches. Did you know that most of those body aches come from the garbage that we eat? It's that simple. It's not easy though. That's the killer. It's not that easy. There's you can't just hit that easy button or take some pill or do some powder or some tea or some whatever to make it all go away. You have to do the things we all fucking know we have to do every single day. But the problem that we let ourselves fall into is when we slip like mind fuck it to death and have to start all over and like beat yourself up. The only reason that we beat ourselves up over that and end up throwing it in the chuck it bucket because we're chucking it in fuck it bucket. Let me say that right. Is because we're comfortable into that, in that place, that previous place and change is hard and change is uncomfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like to have to do extra things or let go of these things. And I saw somebody share a meme the other day was, let me look because I Mm, saved that. that Mm, Me neither. Alexa, off. (laughs) See, this is what happens. Oh, where's it at? This one like just punched me in the brain. I wonder if I can find it. Ah, no, I can't find it. Okay. Addiction is giving up everything for one thing. Recovery is giving up one thing for everything. I'll let that sit and soak and roll around in your brain a little bit. We're so afraid to let go. And we think about it all wrong. It's all mindset. It's all in our fucking heads. Okay. And if you disagree with me, fine. I don't care. This is what I know that when we have a food addiction or an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction or whatever, we fall back on that one thing. And what are we giving up because of that one thing? We're giving up a whole lot of stuff. But when we need to stop doing something, we frame it as I have to quit that. I have to lose this. I have to lose this weight or I have to give this up. We're framing it all wrong. What are we gaining because we're letting go of something? And I've been a big partier all my life and a big drinker for a long time. And we are on day, I got to look, I think 31. Day 32. 
This is day 32. So it's been 31 days since I've had any alcohol, none since we started 75 hard. And this time I went into this and I've talked about this before to you guys. We've talked about this before the whole alcohol situation. And I went into it this time with the mindset of what am I going to gain by just letting that go? And it has been a fucking game changer. And it is sustainable. Am I saying that this is going to be forever? I don't know. Because, you know, life happens and who knows what will happen. I don't know. But it is sustainable. I've already doing, done it over a month. So what are, what, are you, what are you letting go of? What are you willing to let go of to gain something you really want or you really need? Because there's people out there that are counting on you. Whether you really realize it or not, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who you're affecting. Because we're a bunch of fucking creepers and we're watching and we're dependent on other people. It's just human nature. We're a social being, remember? The clan, the herd. And somebody's always watching you. Unless you're like off the grid completely, your life is affecting someone else. And that's, you have to make a choice, okay? And you don't have to accept that responsibility. But if you do accept that responsibility, there's something to that. It's extremely powerful. And it can hand you a whole lot of reason why to make those changes and commit to yourself and sustain. Because if you can't find your own internal whys or reasons and, and I'll tell you, motivation is bullshit. I can motivate you all day long. But it is not sustainable. Motivation is bullshit. Motivation is hype. Motivation is emotion. If you take the emotion out of it, what do you got left? Think about that for a little while. And I'll catch you on the flip side. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me? Shoot me an email at bringitonpc at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.